Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Deep Breaths and F-Bombs podcast. It's been a while since I've released a solo episode, and to be honest with you, I just, I didn't really feel anything in my body was a hell yes to come on here and talk about. So I listened to that, and I asked, and I opened up, and I was like, okay, guys, what am I supposed to talk about on my podcast? Like I felt kind of empty and I know that I cannot riff and have as much passion and as much potency and power in my words if I don't feel a hell yes in my body first. So there's a lot of things that I could riff on, but I'm like, or, you know, that I could talk about, but I didn't feel it in my body. And I listened to that. And I know, you know, it's podcast, you're supposed to release an episode every week, like stay super consistent, but I've decided to believe differently. And I've decided to only launch a podcast episode. If it is a full body, hell yes. If the topic is like, oh my God, you need to talk about this. And what I'm going to talk about today was that like I had this holy shit I need to share with my audience all of these insane stories that have happened to me in dating and love and so I pulled my audience and they're like oh my god you have to do this like you absolutely have to do this so the next few episodes are going to be me sharing some of the experiences I have had in my love life that are literally reality TV show, holy shit, this is insane type of things, not as a poor me, more as a, this is what's happened to me, please know that you're not alone. But this is, this is how I was able to move through it. And while I was in it, these were the responses that happened. These were the warning signs. These were my triggers. This were the thoughts that came through my head, right? And then how I was able to heal from that and then open up for the next time I was in a relationship or started dating, right? So I could stay open to love despite all of these fucking insane things that have happened to me, right? Because every single time I have been in a relationship with one of these men, there's three in particular that I am going to share with you. Um, then there's going to be a couple that were amazing men, but I pushed away and I'm going to kind of share that stuff with you too. But for sure, I'm going to share these three. Today, we're going to talk about the one with the fiance. And I hope you guys enjoy. And I hope that there's some takeaways. I hope that you understand that, hey, you're not alone in this. This is what, you know, and who knows? Who knows what's going to come up with this, what you're going to resonate with. But I know that it's in my heart to talk about this. And I am going to trust that you are going to take your, your takeaways are going to be what they need to be. And what's going to come through me is going to come through me. And I'm also going to have a very special guest on um, very soon. She's a repeating guest, Emma Del Rey, my dear friend and astrologer. And we are going to be talking about Mercury retrograde and why exes come back into your life. Um, we're going to talk about my chart a little bit because of where Mercury is in my chart. I might experience things differently, but depending on where it is in your birth chart, it's going to be fun. So stay tuned for that as well. But we're going to jump into today's episode. So the one with the fiance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. So this was three years ago, maybe. I think it was about three. I think this was three years ago. 
And what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of share our relationship, how we met, what some of the experiences and conversations we've had, we had, and then just kind of how it all fell apart. So the one with the fiance, I had been chatting with an old friend from college that I hadn't seen in a very long time. And we're like, Hey, let's go grab brunch. Let's go meet up. Like, Oh my gosh, I heard of this really good restaurant in Big Lake, I think, um, Minnesota. And we're like, let's go check it out. We heard amazing things. So we went, got some Bloody Marys, had a good time. And our waiter, I was like, oh my God, he is so cute. Like he is so cute. And I was like making eyes with him across the restaurant. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to leave him my number. Like, fuck it. I'm going to give him my number. And so I had like watched him and I was like, wait, is he like changing clothes? Because he's supposed to stay here so I can give him my number. (laughs) But he ended up leaving and I was like, oh fuck, like now what am I going to do? So I had asked the host, I was like, hey, you know our waiter? And she's like, yeah, he's an amazing guy. And I'm like, can you leave this for him? And I had just left a little note and it was like, um, here's my number. Text me if you're single, the girl in the green jacket. Cause I was like wearing the green jacket. And so she gave it to him and he called me that night. He called me that night. Was it that night? I think it was that night, but we ended up not being able to like chat because I was busy or whatever. So then I had flown to Florida. I think I was in Florida for a work trip, like very shortly after, like maybe a day or two after. And he had called me and we had like talked on the phone for the first time and we didn't really text, but we, he called me and we had talked. He was a single dad, two kids, you know, I'm a single mom. And so we kind of bonded over that. We talked about parenting styles, like right away. And some of the things that I don't agree with Caden's dad on the way he's raising Caden. Um, but I mean, what can I do? That's a different story, different conversation for a different story. And I actually think I have a podcast episode on that as well, but we had similar parenting styles. We had similar, similar beliefs. He agreed with me on the way that I felt that Caden should be raised and a healthy expression of emotion. And we just hit it off really well. And our first date shortly after I came back from Florida he actually owned the restaurant that we went to. I didn't know that he had owned it. I thought that he was a server there, but he, him and his uncle actually owned the restaurant. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like why? And they had a cute little patio. And so it was later at the night and I was like, why don't we just like grab a drink? We can come chill on your patio. Um, and just like talk. And he was like, sure. Yeah. Come on over. So then I went to his restaurant, had a glass of wine. We sat on the patio and talked. He introduced me to his uncle and to his mom um, because they both worked there. And then we went to another bar, um, had another drink. And we just like stayed up until bar closed, like just talking, laughing and like the chemistry. And we talked about our spirituality and the universe. And we had such similar beliefs about spirituality and universe and God. And it was like, oh my gosh, like, yes. And we made out in the parking lot that night. And I can, I literally can't tell you the energy, like the energy was magnetizing. I was drawn to him. It was like fireworks went off and we bonded and we connected so quickly and so intensely 
And it just sprouted from there. He would work late because he owned the restaurant and he was there all the time. So he would come over and he would spend the night. Um, he did meet Caden very kind of briefly, like he'd come over and I'd get Caden ready for bed and then we would hang out or there would be a couple mornings where he'd come over and spend the night and would wake up and I don't ever do this, but I felt very comfortable with this man, very confident. I literally was like, this man is the one, like we were only together two months. Um, but in that time, like we had just talked about our goals. We had talked about our dreams. We talked about our visions for our life. We talked about you know, our parenting styles and kids. And like, I knew he was a single dad with two kids. I knew he had two different baby mamas. Um, he saw both of his kids on Wednesdays. So usually Tuesdays would be the day that we would hang out because usually I didn't have Caden. So usually, well, Mondays or Tuesdays, we would hang out. And I remember like, I had taken the day off work. Um, I'd taken a half day and he came up and we spent the day together and we went on a walk and we went and hung out by the river and it was just an incredible day. We laughed, we joked, we just had such a good time and we visualized together. Like it was absolutely incredible. The sex was so passionate. Like he saw deep into my soul. Like nobody has ever seen deep into my soul before. Like this chemistry was something I cannot even, it wasn't fakeable. Like it was not fakeable. It was so passionate, but there were some things that I'm like, Hmm, this is weird. So over my birthday, um, I was in, where the hell? See, this is like three years ago. So it was a beach body trip in Indiana, I believe. So I spent my birthday in Indiana. Um, for this beach body trip and he had like posted on his um snapchat stories like pictures of me saying like happy birthday to my baby um and it was like literally three pictures i'm like oh my god like he's like showing me off to the world like this is so special i was like geeking out over it and i'm like oh my god this man like he's showing me off like i don't know about you like it's totally fine if you're not like this way but I was even having a conversation the other night with some friends. Like, I want my man to show me off. Like, I want my man to be like, dude, check out my girl. Like, she is fucking smoking hot, dressed up. Like, take a look at her. I dare you because, like, I know she's fucking fine. Like, show me off. And so when he was, like, showing me off, I was like, oh, my God, hell yeah. Um, but the, the weird part about this is I had sent him a friend request on Facebook. And he, like, wasn't accepting it, wasn't accepting it, wasn't accepting it. I kind of called him out on it one night. I was like, hey, how come you haven't accepted my friend request on Facebook? He's like, oh, you sent me a friend request? And I was like, yeah, you should add me now. And he was like, okay, I will. And then he like didn't. And then so right before I had went to Indiana for this trip, I was like, babe, like you still haven't added me on, as a friend on Facebook. Like go on your phone right now and like add me. So he was like, okay. And so he added me. And so then of course, like as I was on my way to the um, airport, I was like creeping on him and it had said in a relationship. And so I was like, what the fuck? But like, there was nothing on his Facebook, no pictures of him and a woman. There was pictures of him and his baby mama, like when she was pregnant, when they were still together. Um, but there was no, like nothing. And so I had talked to my friend about it and she's like, maybe he's in a relationship with you. Like maybe 
that's what he is. And I was like, okay, maybe. And I just kind of let it go. I didn't ask him about it. I just kind of let it go because then literally after I was like worried, he had posted these stories of me on Snapchat. And so I was like, oh, like it's no big deal. Like he's showing me off to the world. Somebody who's in a relationship isn't going to show me off like on his Snapchat stories. Um, he also didn't really want to follow me back on Instagram, but once he did follow me back on Instagram or he didn't want to accept my follow request, but once he did, like there was no pictures on Instagram with him or a girl or anything. So that was kind of sketchy, but other than that, no other warning signs. He never rushed out in the morning. He always like took his time he'd come over after work and he'd you know spend the night like he was here quite a bit so I literally never like he had we had said I love you um because like I said like the passion was just so incredible and he had said at first I waited and then the night one night we were he was here we were having amazing sex and I did like I felt it in my heart and I was like I love you and he's like you do and I was like yeah so he's like God, I wish I would have met you sooner um and like, that was it. And so that night he had called me after work. It was like super late. He had called me and left such an incredible voicemail on my phone. And it was like, baby, I'm just like on my way home thinking about you. Um, it was just like, I woke up to this voicemail and I was like, oh my God. Like, it was literally like, like, I love him. Like, I love him. And so I had sent him a text message. And I was just like, oh my God, like I loved waking up to your voicemail. Thank you so much, baby. Like, I love you. And so then that morning I had gotten a call from a New York number and I was like, what the fuck? And I ignored it because I get a lot of telemarketer calls and then calls again. I ignored it. 15 minutes went by again, called, ignored it. Get ready for work. Couple hours pass getting coffee calls me again. I ignore it. Calls me again. And so this time I answer and I'm like, hello. And she's like, hi, this is so-and-so. I don't even remember her name. And I was like, hi, yeah, I think you have the wrong number. She's like, no, is this Karina? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, this is so-and-so. I'm like, again, I don't know who you are. She's like, oh, this is Xavion's fiance. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you knew he had two kids with two baby moms, right? And I was like, yeah, but from my understanding, they're not together. And he sees both of his kids on Wednesdays. And she's like, oh, she's like, Karina, me and his youngest son live with him. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, we're engaged. Like, what has he been telling you? And I said, honestly, I had no clue you existed. I thought that you had broke up when your son was super young and that things just didn't work out. Like he's never said anything bad about you. Like he just, his older son's baby mom, but never said anything bad about you. Just that like you had changed up on him and things didn't work out. Um, but that you guys get along really well. And, um, I said, was he just like not coming home at night? Cause he'd spend the night at my apartment all the time. And she's like, he told me that he was spending the night at the restaurant, which is why I started to be like, hmm, this isn't right. Like you're not sleeping on a booth at the restaurant. Um, and so she had kind of like asked some of the family, like, hey, was Xavier on there? And he'd be like, no, I didn't see him. And so she's like, so things started to get sketch. 
And she's like, and then our sex just wasn't really the same. And I could feel that something was going on. And then she had seen my text to him and she had called and she was like, were you guys like having sex? And I was like, yeah, like, of course we were. Like, I, like we said, I love you. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So I had told her absolutely everything. She'd ask a question. I would tell her. She never once yelled at me, which I respected for her so much. Like this wasn't the first time he had done something like this to her and she knew. So I just, I was honest with her. I was open with her. She didn't yell at me. I was literally on the way to the doctor's office to get a pregnancy test because I thought I was late on my period. Found out, found out I wasn't pregnant, um, but he did give me chlamydia. And so I was like, I told her like, no, I'm not pregnant. She had been trying to get a hold of Xavion. Xavion wasn't like answering. He was just like ignoring her basically. Like she had confronted him that morning. He just didn't say anything. Um, and so like her and I were in communication all day, but of course, like I just broke down bawling, like bawling, 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 because the man, like I, like, I love this man. Like there was so much passion in our relationship. Like I literally told my friends, told my family, like, dude, this is the one, like he is the one, like the energy and the chemistry, even looking back, I'm still like, how can you fake that? It's not fakeable. Like you cannot fake that. And so I was just, I was broken. I was so broken. I was like, how could somebody do this? Right. And so I go to work and I'm just like, I just can't even right? And I'm like telling my friends that this happened. Like I get a call from his fiance and they're like, what? Like they were just like, they were obviously flabbergasted because I was so in love with this man. And so like the day went by, he called me. And at the end of the night, after I had like gotten Caden ready for bed and whatever, like I talked to him and he's like, I just don't know what to do. And I'm like, so you think you have a choice in this because I'm out. And now it's her decision as to whether or not she stays with you. And he's like, I know. And he's like, I just, and I said, but if you did have a choice, like, what would you choose? He's like, I mean, I love my son, but like the chemistry you and I have just isn't deniable, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, did you have that chemistry with your fiance once? Because if so, like fucking figure it out. Like I'm out, I'm not playing this game with you. Um, and he's like, I'm just so sorry. And I was like, you don't even need to apologize. Like I will forgive you. But like right now I'm really fucking mad at you and like this is never going to happen again. So like, please don't ever fucking talk to me. Um, and so I was, I was legitimately shattered. Like I was legitimately shattered. I cried and cried and cried and cried. I was so broken, so hurt. And like there was one night, like I sat and I drank a whole bottle of wine threw up. Like I was just drowning out my emotions. Like I just did not want to feel it. I was deep in my personal development world at this time. Um, so I knew that I needed to feel, I knew I needed to allow, but the hurt was so heavy that I was just like, I can't do it. Like I just, I can't. And like my friends would talk to me and they would just be like, Karina, like, how are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. No big deal. But literally, it would be, like, I remember just last year, I was watching a movie, and this character reminded me of Xavion so much, and I just, like, started bawling. And for me, like, it went through my head, like, like, how could you, like, what, 
how could you have ignored those warning signs? Like you saw those things, like you knew he was in a relationship. He wasn't adding you as a friend on Facebook, but at the same time, he was so sneaky. And what I had found out was she, his fiance was not on his Snapchat. And he basically just had like a bunch of girls on the Snapchat. Um, his family's not on the Snapchat, nothing. So he would, was basically showing me off to like all of these other women that he would talk to on Snapchat. So it ended up being like nothing, but he was so good at what he did that I had literally no idea. Um, and so it took me a very, very, very long time to heal from that. But a big lesson I learned was I didn't push him away because previously I, I had pushed people away. We all know the story. If you have followed my journey, we all know the story of me and my son's dad. And that's really what spiraled me into this work of finding yourself, being open to love after a toxic relationship, because my relationship with my son's dad was extremely toxic that following that and following those relationships and, you know, follow pre and relationships to follow. I push them away because I don't need a man. I can do everything by myself. I don't need you. Like, and I would push really good men away and I would keep them at arm's length and I would like bail because I couldn't open myself up to love. So for Xavier, I was like, oh my God, like I opened myself up to you. I loved you unconditionally. And I, it wasn't me this time that fucked things up. Like I was so proud of myself for it not being me who fucked things up, for it not being me for the reason of the end of our relationship. I was so goddamn proud of myself. And that's honestly one of the biggest takeaways from that relationship was that I allowed myself to love. And in the consecutive relation, and you know, the other things, the amazing, well, amazing, I mean, really like incredibly awful things that have happened in the previous relationships as well that I'm going to share with you is I was able to open myself to love every single time, even after Xavion, even after my son's dad, I opened myself up to love. And that's really why I do the work I do now is really find yourself, right? Find yourself. But how can we open yourself up to love through all of this? And one of the biggest things that I had to tell myself too was, Fabian was just doing the best he could with the tools he had. Like some of the stories he told me growing up um, and some of the things that his dad did, who, how his dad was, um, the experience he had, the ways his dad would set him up. He was doing the best he could with the tools he had. and he just was. And I had to release that and I had to see him with eyes of love. And I, it's so hard to do that regardless of what somebody has done to you, but you, it is so freeing to say, I hear you. I see you. Do I think what you did was right? Absolutely not. But I know you did the best you could with the tools you had, even if it was extremely awful, even if what this person did to you was unfathomable, right? They're doing the best they can with the tools they have. And that was, it was a hard lesson to learn, but it was something that was really freeing. Um, another thing that really got me through this was cord cutting. So the first time I had ever cut, and Gabby Bernstein has an amazing meditation. It's like four minutes, it's like $4, a few minutes long. And 
the first time I had cut the cord with Xavion, it was so tight. Like it was literally so tight attached to my chest and his chest and I cut it and it instantly reattached. Like it just reattached right away. And so I've had to cut the cord with him many, many times, but I did that. And the first time it truly severed, I broke down into tears. Like it was literally like this wave of emotions just off of my body and just like freed me. It was so freeing. So I highly recommend that, um, that meditation to do, sorry, just young to cut the cord from these relationships, from people who have hurt you. Um, Maybe it's romantic relationships, maybe it's friendships, maybe it's parental relationships, whatever the case may be, I've cut the cord with so many people and it has helped so, so much. Um, Another thing that I had to learn through the Xavion experience was, it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be angry, It's okay to be mad. It's okay to literally throw a fucking tantrum on your bed and kick and scream and punch and like just move out that fucking energy. Move it out, get it out of your body and forgive, right? Forgive. If I hadn't been able to forgive him, I would probably still be clenched on. Now, every once in a while, do I get triggered? Yes. This is not about never having a trigger again. This is not about just, you know, forgetting it ever happened. This is, this is what happened to me. I'm going to be real fucking angry. I'm going to be real fucking mad. And I'm going to, you know, do whatever I need to do to get that energy out of my body. And when I'm ready, I'm going to think, okay, what's the lesson here? Why was this person sent into my life? Why did we have a soul contract? What was he sent here to teach me? And sometimes the lesson doesn't come through you. Like literally sometimes it's like, what the fuck? Why? And then a week later you're driving down the road and you're like, oh, and you just, I feel it. When I get, when I know I feel it in my whole body, it's like my whole body just vibrates and it's like, oh my God. And like my heart stops, that's when I know that something is true for me. It's like, oh my God. And that's literally my response every single time. Uh, So just really get clear on what your body is. Ask your soul, ask the universe, ask God for guidance, for answers, to learn the lesson, and then do the cord cutting, do the journaling. If you have limiting beliefs come through, literally that's your inner bitch, right? Telling you all the reasons that you shouldn't be right. And she wasn't as loud with Xavion as she was with previous relationships. And I will get into that. Um, or with future relationships and previous relationships. But um, so I'll get into that and I'll explain a little bit more kind of the things that came up um, for me during some of these other ones. But those are some of my huge, huge, huge takeaways. Allow yourself to feel, be mad, be angry, but then also do the healing work, right? Like maybe you need to do an energy healing. Maybe you need to cut the cord. Maybe you need to exercise and move out that energy. Maybe you need to um, really work on forgiveness and 
it's not always going to be immediate. These things take time, they take work, they take effort, but it's also possible. And if you're able to do those things, then it's easier to open up to love in the future. Because one thing that I know is that an unsurrendered woman attracts an unsurrendered man. So you need to learn how to open up your heart and open up your whole entire body to be able to receive love if you really want the love you crave. But that also means that you need to forgive. It means you need to cut the cords. It means that you need to rise above and literally put them in the past. Um, so there's that story. I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram, Karina underscore unleashed. Share on your Instagram stories. Send me a DM if you have any questions. Um, if you want me to dig deeper into any of these topics, definitely let me know. Um, I can definitely do that or I can share on my Instagram stories answering your questions, but I want to hear from you in these episodes. Did this resonate? Do you have any questions? Are you curious about something? Are you, do you want me to kind of dig deeper into any of this? Definitely, definitely let me know. Um, but I love you guys. I hope this resonates. I hope you know you're not alone. I hope you know that you can forgive and that you can move past this and that you can really open yourself up to love because I am so damn proud of myself for being able to do that after all of the experiences I have had. And I love you. I love you. I love you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and stay tuned for more.